0: It's your girl Christina Savani, and this is Save, Save the Podcast, where we are changing the perspective on what it means to be saved, one episode at a time. What up, you guys? We are in week six. Oh my gosh, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Save, Save podcast with your girl, Christina Savani. We are in week six, and you know how we kick it off. We kick it off with my nothing about nothing segment. That is just how I open up the show where I basically talk about randomness, because Anybody that knows me knows I am a random person and at any given time, there is a random thought floating through my mind. So I always like to share something random that is going through my mind before we actually get into what is going on in the show. And I literally never prepare this part of the show because I want it to be as random as possible so you guys kind of get a taste of who I am. And today, um, I was actually thinking about an incident that happened to me when I was in college. So, and I actually posted it on my Facebook page. So if you are friends with me on Facebook, you actually saw me post this. But I still have a pet peeve with my university because I went to a formal lunch and they served us fried chicken. Now, I'm not upset That they served me, a black woman, fried chicken at a formal lunch. I am upset because when you are at a formal lunch, you are supposed to use your fork and knife. You are not supposed to be eating anything that requires you to pick the food up with your hands. Yet, they served us food that you traditionally eat with your hands. To go along with that, I was sitting right next to the chancellor. So me, I pretty much starved. <laughs> like, I ate my sides um, and that was that. Also, why at formal luncheons in the South do they give you unsweet tea? Like, why? They know that Southerners do not like unsweet tea. Like, it's like 2% of Southerners that like unsweet tea. Yet, when they sit down your drinks at these formal dinners and these formal luncheons, they're always unsweet tea. Who's drinking that? So then, now, I have to be the, you know, learning my etiquette stuff on how to put this sugar in my unsweet tea. Because I'm not drinking brown water. Like, I'm I'm just not. So, um, y'all let's just say i was hungry and i went to the student center after that lunch and i think i went to like chick-fil-a or like a burger place or something i had to get food and something like a sweet tea afterwards because your girl was hungry and i was i still have like Avengers out for them and it's been a very long time since that luncheon happened but I have not forgiven my university for that and (laughs) apparently they did some other people like that too so I don't know if that's just like their standard um menu for formal luncheon for students thinking like oh students like fried chicken give us something if you want us to eat a formal lunch give us something that actually is supposed to be a formal lunch that's that's what I'm saying so I I hope in the years since that they have changed that, because I'm still a little upset about it. But anyway, <laughs> um, we are talking about something on a totally different spectrum today, guys. We are talking about love, because you want to know what's coming up this Sunday? It is Valentine's Day. So it's only right that on the Save, Save podcast, we talk about love on this episode because this is the last episode that you'll hear before Valentine's Day. And normally I don't do episodes based off of like time because I want my episodes to be evergreen to where you don't necessarily have to listen to them in order to get what's going on but I wanted to place this episode right here, right before Valentine's Day, just in case you know anyone was like right caught up that you go into Valentine's Day weekend just feeling all loved and secure and knowing the power of love. And we're not just talking about romantic love on here because this is not a dating show. This is not a romantic show. This is a godly show, guys. So you know where I'm going with this. We are talking about faith and love on this episode today. So let's jump right into it. Um, so I love, 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 and I know we're talking about love, but I love to ask people to define what love means to them because I feel like that always gauges how I interact with that person and the reason I say that is because the way you define love typically determines how you go about your entire life so automatically for me if someone says what is love it's God. If you want me to elaborate more, I'm gonna take you to First Corinthians thirteen and we're gonna jump into it on you know the verse love is patient, love is kind, it is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude, it does not demand its own way, it is not irritable, it, it keeps no record of being wrong, it does not rejoice or about injustice or rejoice whenever the truth. Uh, wins out love never gives up never loses faith is always honorable and endures through every circumstance you guys know the verses if you don't know those verses i just read first corinthians 13 4 through 7 so that's kind of where i direct people because that's that's love like it's biblical it's truth there's no argument in what it is um and that's my definition like I'm not going to the dictionary when it comes to me describing love. I'm going to the Bible because that trumps everything. You know how I feel about (laughs) God and God's word. Like he's going to trump everything before anything else. So before I go to the textbook definition of love, I'm going to the biblical definition of it. And if you know you want me to go even further love is an action that's why it says love is like love does it like god is a being he is living breathing moving among us so you can't say that love is a word love is a feeling love is an emotion because those things are fleeting God is everlasting, ever-present, always among us. So if God is always among us and God is love and we know that emotions are fleeting and passing and can change from day to day, then we can't really say that love is an emotion. And I know I just said a lot right there, but I hope that all made sense. But basically what I'm saying is love is outside of the realm of how we define other emotions. Like if I'm angry, I'm angry for a short period of time and then that anger subsides. If I'm happy, something is making me happy, but that doesn't mean that I'm happy 24-7. But if I love someone, like truly love someone the way that God intended me to love someone, that does not change. That is why when the Bible tells us to love one another, to love your neighbor, it's not saying to love your neighbor that looks like you. To love your neighbor that thinks like you. To love your neighbor that acts like you. Because it's easy to do those things. Because that's not going to change. Because those people are like you. But he says to love because love is not supposed to change. Love is supposed to be what it is. An act of something. J- and most times it's an act of sacrifice. So when you love your neighbor, especially your late neighbor who doesn't look like you, who doesn't have the same ideology as you, who hates you, who disrespects you, who hurts you, who undermines you, who is passive against you, who means you harm, to love that neighbor is an act of sacrifice, is an act that truly takes everything in you, an act that truly takes the God in you, that takes the Holy Spirit in you, that takes everything in you to truly love that person. So I ask people, how do you define love? Because I want to know if they really understand That love should be everlasting. That love should truly be unconditional. Like, there shouldn't be a conditional love and an unconditional love. Like, love is unconditional. Period. Like, there is no other type of love. Like, you can deeply care for somebody or you can love them. Now, there are different depths to your love. Like... The way that you love and care and pour into your children or your spouse or your friends, you're putting more effort into that love for those people around you because they're putting effort into you. But that doesn't mean that you don't also love the stranger on the street. Because love is love. So, I can love you, and I don't have to agree with you. Like, I think a lot of times, especially nowadays, people confuse love with agreement. Like, I remember there was this conversation I had with someone, And I won't go into details about what the conversation was, but basically we disagreed on a very controversial topic and I stood my ground and I stood my ground in faith on biblical principles, on what the Bible said and what I believed. But at the same time, I was like, no matter what the Bible says, the Bible also tells me to love any individual caught in this situation and the person couldn't understand how i could say i didn't agree with the situation i didn't agree with what was coming out of that person's mouth but i still loved the person that might be in that situation but i'm here to tell you love does not equal agreement if love equaled agreement i really doubt there would be, like, as many people saying I love you. Like, there would be as many people, like, in 30, 40, 50 year long marriages still being, like, I love my spouse. Or family members still being, like, I love my sister or brother or cousin, or even friends being like, I still love my friends. You're not going to 100% agree with everyone all the time. But that doesn't mean that you don't love them. And some topics you're just never going to agree on because each person is different. But just because I don't agree with you And I mean, like, outright, you can have two totally different lifestyles, two totally different ideologies. Just because we do not agree does not mean I don't love you. The love is unconditional. But that, I don't agree with that. Like, I don't agree, but I love you. And I think... Because there's been so many stigmas on a lot of things that people do not agree with, especially in the Christian faith, that it's like, well, if you don't agree with my lifestyle, then how could you possibly love me? Because so many people have shunned people for their lifestyle or their thoughts or their beliefs that it's shown as hatred and hurtfulness that people can't grasp that you can disagree in love. But you really can like I've had plenty of other conversations with other people where they're like, you're not the type of Christian. I thought you were because you're so loving and kind and gracious and we can have these conversations. And I know that you mean no malice, you mean no harm. And I'm like, yeah, because I love you. And. I still can stand my ground. Like, I still stand my ground as a Christian and I still love you. But don't ask me to do something stupid. Like, that should be your way of showing me that you love me. My way of showing you I love you is by caring for you and treating you with human decency. And your way of showing me that you love me is the same way. So, if you know. don't agree with something don't put me in a situation to where I have to stand my ground and be like you know I don't agree with this just like if if I know you don't agree with something I'm not going to purposely make you uncomfortable I'm not going to purposely hurt you like one thing that people need to understand is God looks at intention. God looks at motive. God looks at the heart of why we do what we do. So if I say I love you. I should want what's best for you. I should be praying for you. I should be caring for you. I should be doing the things that love requires. I should be kind to you. I should be patient with you. I shouldn't be boastful for you. I shouldn't be rejoicing when truth wins. So if I don't agree with something that you're doing that the Bible says is wrong and then you get slapped in your face for it, I shouldn't be laughing about that if I say that I love you. If I say that I love you And I don't agree with you. I should be praying for you, especially if you're in sin. And I should be praying without ceasing that God, not me, not me telling you that you're wrong, but God convicts your heart. That God steps in, that God intervenes, that God shows you where he wants you to be, not where I want you to be. But that you have that relationship with God if I love you. If I love you, I'm not standing here proud because I'm a better Christian than you if I don't agree with you. If I love you, I'm patient with you. I'm understanding of you. I'm compassionate with you. If I love you, I'm willing to sacrifice certain things for you. I'm willing to lay down my selfishness for you. If I love you, I'm willing, period. So when we go into, you know, the biggest love day of all which honestly i think the biggest love day of all is easter but we'll talk about that on another episode but when we go into the biggest love day the biggest commercial love day of all remember like what is your definition of love like how would you describe love how are your relationships reflective of that love? How is your faith reflective of that love? We know that God loved us so much that he sacrificed Jesus Christ to die on the cross for us, that he gave up his one and only son, that we might have a chance to live forever with him. But I want to know, what are you willing to do to show that you love those around you better yet what are you willing to do to show that you love everyone to show that love pours through you to show that despite everything you're still willing to love even when it hurts even when you don't feel it even when you don't feel like giving it even when you rather not love, even when you want to be selfish, even when your patience is running thin, even when kindness seems like the worst thing possible because no one is being kind to you. Because remember, love is an action. It isn't a feeling. So how are you showing this action? What are you willing to do in the next what, I don't know. You guys know I don't do numbers well. What's Wednesday to Sunday? Um, I didn't say Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Next five days, what are you willing to do to show your love? I want everyone listening right now. If you're listening on time for the next five days, challenge yourself to commit to showing that love. And not just the easy love, like if you're a mom or a dad, not just showing it to your kids because that's easy. Not if you're a husband or wife showing it to your spouse or if you're a boyfriend or a girlfriend, show the hard love, show that sacrificial love, show that love that Jesus showed in the Garden of Gethsemane when he was like, God, I don't want to do this. Like, this is not what I want to do right now. Like, I'd rather go chill and live out the rest of my days. Like, I'm, I'm in my early 30s. Like, I got the rest of my life ahead of me. I want to be doing something else. But nevertheless, your will be done. Show that love for the next five days. Like, that's the love. That God wants all of us to show to everyone. Because Jesus didn't have to show love at all. Like he had nothing to gain from showing us love. God has nothing to gain from showing us who he is. Which is love. Yet he shows it daily. So don't think about what you're gaining from love. Don't think about what's in it for me. Or, I don't need to love this person because they don't even know me, or this person doesn't even like me. Don't think about you for the next five days. Just show love for the sake of showing love. Show people God, because remember, God is love. So just show it. Show the actions behind love, whatever that means to you, whether it's showing more patience at work. Showing more kindness to a stranger. Just not being boastful for a few days. Not being prideful. If it's, if someone is wrong and just not correcting them. If someone cuts you off in traffic, just being at peace with it. Whatever it is, just show love for the sake of showing love commit to doing that. I'm gonna commit to doing that for the next five days. I've actually been committing to showing more love since the start of February um, to a few people. I've been doing it daily and it has been pulling me and it is pulling my consistency because I know that people are expecting it. And I, it's growing me and I'm doing it for the sake of showing love because it's growing me as a person and it's growing my relationships with these people. And so I'm not doing it for the reward, but I'm doing it because I know the importance of showing love and I know how good it feels to be shown love. So if you know how good it feels when someone shows you love, like, you know, how when you were a little kid and you got all the little Valentine's Day treats and like, even though you know, like when you were in elementary or middle school, like, you know, kids were required to give the treats. But I remember um, when I was in high school, like we had these things called candy grams. And you could buy one for a dollar and you could send them to anyone in your school. And I remember like getting like X amount of candy grams and not necessarily from like any boys or anything, but just from my friends and it made me feel so good because they were just showing me love and it was just you know it was just a little stick it was just a little you know candy sucker on a piece of paper and they would just you know write a little note on it saying how much they loved you or you could like put a note in our um, school newspaper like um shouting out somebody and you know wishing them a happy valentine's day and it's just little things like that to just show people you love them And so think about how good that made you feel, especially if it came as a surprise and you weren't expecting it. So think about that when you're showing love to others for the next five days leading up to Valentine's Day. And then after Valentine's Day, continue it. Like who says that you have to stop showing love just because the holiday is over you know those posts on social media where they're like oh well every day is valentine's day for me you know those posts but like seriously treat every day like that and not just for your significant other for everyone in christ and everyone outside of christ because we want everyone in christ we want everyone to be a part of Christ so that we can all live eternally with him so show that love to to each other because you never know whose day you're making you never know who needed that extra boost of love like even if it's just a simple text message of saying I love you to a person I know my pastor preached on appreciation a couple of weeks ago and just how important it is to show people around you that you appreciate them. And that's an act of love. Like that is showing that you love someone. So think about how good that is when someone's just like, I'm thinking of you. Like it means the world to some people. So remember how it feels to you and then multiply that to everyone else and again not just to the ones you know but to the ones you don't know and make a habit out of it of showing love showing that action showing God because God is love and sooner and later everyone's gonna be showing it and we're just gonna be a world full of action-filled love and the Save Saves crew is gonna just be full of love 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 people and you know how we're gonna do that? We're gonna spread this message and you know how we're gonna do that? By liking and subscribing and reviewing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Breaker, CastBox, um, everywhere else that we are found on all major podcast streaming services, anywhere that you stream a podcast you can find my voice which honestly guys is still something I'm getting used to. But I want to bring everyone, as many people as possible, into the Save Save crew because I love you guys. And you know I say it every episode and you know I genuinely mean it. So as always, you know how I ended. This has been Save Save the Podcast with your girl, Christina Savani. Love you guys. Till next week.